1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hearts and Partick Thistle officially lodge their petition with the Court of Session. Rangers find out when they'll face Bayer Leverkusen in the Europa League and Scotland take on Israel in October with a potential playoff final in November. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Jim Duffy. Yeah, I'm delighted to see you know top level football back in the UK. Andrew, with uh, you know the first match just kicking off. Uh, you know, at uh, Aston Villa, and uh, you know it's brilliant just to just to get football back again. It gives everyone a little bit of hope and optimism that uh, our football might be not too far away. And obviously, the the, the senior the, the Premiership teams are have returned to training. Most of them, anyway, I think have returned to training. But there's still obviously an ongoing dispute uh, with one of the former uh, Premier League teams now, Hearts, uh, joining up with Patrick Thistle and looking as if they're going to take legal action um, against the SPFL. Yeah, because today, I don't know, I just had that feeling of there was a wee bit more normality. I was looking at the, the UEFA press conference and they had the fixtures coming out for the Europa League and what's happening with the qualifiers and, and Scotland as well. Premier League games on the TV tonight when you know, we're looking at the likes of John McGinn, Nolly McBurney, Scotland players starting tonight. I was thinking, you know, could really get onto the football tonight. And then in the last hour, another statement from Hearts and, and Partick Thistle and, and the story moves on once again. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a never-ending saga, and it's, it's listen. I, I fully understand the you know what we've said many times on the program. We don't think it's fair uh, what's happened to Hearts, Party Thistle, and Stranra, but we also have to come a time where we have to move on. You know, and they've went down every avenue in in, t- in the sense of you know going for the reconstruction, looking at you know the, all the various aspects of what might be better, and you know the clubs have voted, and as I say, we well, are a democratic uh, you know country, a democratic board of uh, there, and we've made the decision, and I think that that should be enough to to move on now. But uh, obviously, what I think and what Hearts and Paddy Thistle think, uh, you know, is, is completely opposite. But the sounds of it. Well, those are Jim Duffy's thoughts. We want to hear yours at home. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you've got any thoughts on Hearts, Partick Thistle, whether it's the the UEFA decisions today, whether it's just you know general points about the football being back, then. Make sure to get in touch on that number or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. But there is only one place to start. And after me thinking about we were talking about football, here we are back to the statements, back to what we do best really in Scottish football because we gave you the man, uh, the news on Monday that Hearts were saying they were taking legal action uh, after the final attempt at reconstruction was voted down. Partick Thistle joined them in that yesterday and another statement came out today. A few interesting points and some new information in it, so I'll read it to you now. It says Heart of Midlothian Football Club and Partick Thistle Football Club have today launched a petition with the Court of Session to challenge the unfair and unjust decision of the SPFL to enforce relegations to the extreme detriment of those clubs involved. Unfortunately, Scottish football has been unable to pull together at this time of national crisis to prevent the need for this legal challenge. We desperately hoped court action would not be necessary, but we were left with no other option. The statement goes on to say, for clarity... Our petition does not seek to set aside or unravel the fee payments made to clubs, nor indeed the declaration of champions or the nomination of clubs who will participate in European competition. Instead, the petition primarily seeks to reduce the unfair resolution insofar as it changed to the SPFL's 
uh, sorry, as it changed the SPFL's rules on promotion and relegation. If that remedy is not granted by the court, we seek, in the alternative, awards of compensation relative to the significant financial loss which the unfair relegations will visit upon us. It goes on to say, as matters stand, we have not asked the court to grant an interim interdict which would prevent next season commencing on the 1st of August. However, we reserve our right to do so in the event that becomes necessary. And finally, it says we would emphasise instead that we wish... Uh, sorry, that we, we that we have no wish to disrupt Scottish football, but rather our aim is to have the proceedings litigated to a conclusion as quickly as possible. In that regard, the court has today granted our motion to reduce the normal period within which the SPFL must answer our petition to seven days. So, some new information in there, Jim. We know what the clubs are looking for first and foremost. They want to be reinstated back into the leagues that is their primary argument we've seen that happen in the likes of France and Belgium their relegations have been blocked if that doesn't happen they'll be looking for compensation yeah I mean listen from a legal point of view Andrew you know, we have to hold our hands up you know this is not something that, that we are knowledgeable enough on to, to discuss um, the, the only thing I, you know, I can think of is that you know from, from as I said before Paddy Thistle Hearts are perfectly entitled to do what they think is best for their clubs but a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I think it was Jackie Lowe, I think, the, the you know, came out and said that, you know, listen, do the right thing. Do do what's right for Scottish football. Not Don't, don't be, you know, self-interest. And, and now, the you know, this is this is self-interest. This is Patty Thistle looking after Thistle. This is Hearts looking after Hearts. As I said before, I've got no, no, no problem with that aspect of it. But there comes a time when, you know, decisions have been made. You can't just keep going round all the time Hoping that eventually someone's going to agree with you. There's been a lot of decisions made in Scottish football over the, f- the last few decades that that people are not happy with. You know whether it's a reconstruction, whether it's someone many years ago when I think go back, I think it was Falkirk refused uh, promotion because they didn't have an all-seater stadium mm-hmm. and all these sort of things. There's a lot of injustices in football. Unfortunately, you have to take them on the chin at times and say, right, okay, you know we have to do something about this. The best way to do it is to focus on getting our strongest squad together. For the new season, for the new campaign, and get out of that league quickly, and Hearts get back up out of the Championship, Thistle get back out of Division One, and to me that that should be the primary focus. But as I said, uh, you know, listen, you know, it's it's up to the clubs themselves to to do what's best. But it is a tough one. They've obviously said that they feel it's unfair and mm. unjust. But could you imagine the reaction from Hearts fans and Partick Thistle mm. fans if the money is there to challenge it legally and the clubs didn't do it? If the clubs weren't doing everything in their power to you know, fight this. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if it, you know, if it didn't, you know, a donation or you know, uh, you know, some 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 people have come forward to to finance it, so that certainly helps. But it doesn't do Scottish football any favours that you know we, we find ourselves again, you know, uh, you know, in, in fighting uh, when the decision we made. I mean, I, I don't know about the Articles Association, but I, I would guess that when you when you agree to be part of something. Um, you know, as in from the the, the you know SPFL, uh, you know, and all, all the, the Scottish football, then you must agree that if decisions are made like a uh, you know a league league construction, and if it's if it's turned down, then you, you have to agree to that. You know, I don't see how you can just keep batting down the door until someone agrees with your point of view. And there's been so many. I mean, there's, now this has been going on for the last couple of months. As I said, I think unfortunately, and draw a line. The last thing I would say on it is. I'm really surprised that you were saying there that they said that they would they would do it, the the legal system would would get this done within seven days. Uh, well, I think it says that the SPFL have to respond within seven days, so no. it's not as if everything's going to happen within seven days. <laughs> but basically, the amount of time 
that the SPFL are needed to respond has been reduced because they want it to be done as quickly as possible. Yeah, I just wonder because of the backlog <laughs> that it must be at the courts, must be hundreds of cases, which, you know, disrespect to football will be much more important than football, you know, to get done, you know, a lot of, you know, serious crime that's been put in the, the back burner over the last few months. And I think that uh, that backlog has to be done first before we start looking at uh, whether Scottish football clubs are happy or not. I think one thing we can all agree on is that it looks as if no matter what happens, it could get very messy. You know, they it's talk about the messy. fact it's already messy <laughs> yeah. and it could get even messier. But we look at the fact, you know, they, they're looking for, you know, their, their relegations to be blocked, for them to be reinstated mm. into their leagues. Clubs could end up being forced into a reconstruction mm. they haven't been able to agree on for the past two mm. months. There's been all these proposals put forward. All of a sudden, if the court turns around and says, look, we agree with Hearts and Partick Thistle. This was unjust. This was unfair. Hearts need to be in the top flight next season. Partick Thistle need to be in the championship. The SPFL face a very big task because as it stands there, you've got a 13-team top flight, an 11-team uh, tier in the championship, and it's you know uneven all over the place. Yeah. So that's going to be very hard to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, if, if, if it, they find the, the, the courts find their favour, you would think a reconstruction going back to what was the last proposal there which would be the 14 and then the three tens. But, I mean, again, the top league didn't vote for that either. You know, they didn't want that. They don't want a top six and a top eight and a split. You know, people think there's maybe too many meaningless fixtures and, you know, you know, there's a number of reasons financially they don't, they don't want to split the, you know, cut the cake any thinner than it already is. So there's a lot of reasons why teams don't want that. Um, you know, obviously there are self-interest, of course. Other clubs are th- maybe worried about Brewer and Kelty coming in with the, uh, you know, with the, the the backing they've got and all these sort of things. So, listen, there are other reasons, but nevertheless, those proposals have already been uh, given to the club, and you know, have been given enough time to dissect, to look at, and to see whether they thought there was the right thing to go, and they have they've decided against that. So it'll be interesting to see what the courts do But again as you said Another seven days We have to wait and find out what's happening 01419511025 If you want to get involved on the phones We'll get to them shortly The sort of backup option that Hearts and Partick Thistle have said If, if they don't get reinstated into our leagues Is compensation And that's another place where it gets messy Because mm-hmm. the money would have to come from the SPFL And the SPFL are the clubs Yeah I mean, listen, I, I, I thought at the time when this was decided, I thought there, there should have been some financial you know, package to the clubs like Hearts, Dunrath and Patrick Thistle because, you know, we know the, we know the situation. I, I thought that, you know, right at the start, if they went to these clubs and says, look, you know, we understand this is, this is you know, not really fair, you know, in normal circumstances wouldn't have happened. But this is, this is out with the control, even the SPFL, it's out with the control of everybody. So let's see if we can mitigate it by... You know, a little bit, um, you know, financial help. So for me, I think they should have done that to start with. But if they go back now, you know, I think it's, it would have to be a hefty, a hefty amount. And how do you, how do you quantify how much? Because we don't know if there's going to be supporters in next year. You know, the, the obviously, you know, the TV deal they're losing out on that. So unless it's, it's maybe a wee bit easier to quantify hearts, but not for Party Thistle because in the championship, you know, you would maybe have to go back to last season. See what income they brought in, and then try and work out some sort of compromise. Um, you know, against that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five to give your thoughts. Brian is in Cumbernauld. Brian, how are we doing? You hear me? Good, thanks, Brian. Loud, yourself, loud and clear, Brian. I, I listen. Uh, I, I, I was under the impression that Hearts 
Partick Thistle all voted to accept this situation. It was a unanimous decision to end the season. Well, that, that's where there's a, a grey area because yeah. I think initially it came out saying that it was a unanimous de- decision to end the season. There were conflicting reports after that mm-hmm. saying that certainly in the top flight it wasn't a, a unanimous decision to, mm-hmm. to end their league. So we're not 100% sure on that. But mm-hmm. Hearts and Partick Thistle, Hearts certainly have been very clear all along that if it gets to this point, they will take legal action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with Brian. I, I, you know, initially, you know, this was the this. You know, we were informed that we were led to believe anyway that uh, you know the clubs came to a point where they thought, look, you know, we can't we can't stretch us out. We can't wait any longer. We need a definitive so that you know answer so that we can move forward with either you know squads or placing players on the furlough scheme or whatever it happens to be but there, there has to be a, you know, a protection of clubs that was really the, the you know in their survival which I think was the biggest reason and you know, also remember you know the time when it was decided that you know that there didn't seem to be this um, you know aggression if you want to call it that in terms of wanting to, to go down this legal route but I think everybody thought there would be reconstruction and I think that's where the the surprise to the likes of Hearts and Partick this will come in. I think when they agreed to this, as Brian said initially, I think they all thought, well, you know, that we'll have the get a jail card. There will be reconstruction, and we'll, you know, the season will finish, but we'll remain in the leagues that we're currently in. And obviously, that fell fell flat. So I think they've been caught out a little bit, and that's the reason why they've now. I, I don't know if they've overturned the the the, the view, but they've certainly look, look as if it, from a, from a different from a different perspective now. But the rules are surely that even if a loving clubs vote and one doesn't, do you know what I mean? Then it's a no vote. Well, you know the, th- I mean? the thing is, maybe Jim, at that point, Hearts and Partick Thistle were confident that they thought reconstruction mm-hmm. would go through. So at that point, you know, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't mm-hmm. think that. It was a unanimous decision from what I've heard, um, despite the initial reports. But, you know, at that point they thought, right, well, okay, we can maybe accept the league finishing because we're hopeful that there will be reconstruction and other clubs will see that, you know, we feel we've been unfairly done by. And as time has gone on, they've realised, right, okay, this isn't actually going to happen. No one is actually helping us here. We need to fight for ourselves. I can't remember exactly if it was the the you know the finishing the season or if it was you know another one because we've had so many of these um, decisions to make. But I remember it was eighty one percent somewhere along the line that sticks in my head about an agreement. I think that was to finish the season. Mm-hmm. So that is still a huge, even if it's not unanimous, it's still a huge amount. Yeah, you know, it's still it's still a, you know you know you vindicate a decision by that amount. You know, a percentage, just a high high percentage. So. You know, listen. There's been there's many clubs have been affected. I mean, the likes of Hibs just now are looking at you know reducing the, their staff, reducing reducing players. Well, they lost. I think that, you know again. You know, just by just by the league position getting flipped, uh, it was about one hundred and thirty thousand. You know, so you know th- there are a lot of clubs and people who have lost out. Obviously, some more severe than others. But you know, again, I, I've I've reiterated many times. I don't think it's fair. But I think it's it's you know it's an it's something that the clubs have decided and. Unfortunately, there's three clubs in particular, Sunra, who have been quieter, obviously, Partick Thistle and um, Hearts, who have been, you know, probably suffered the most. One thing that I think will make a lot of people stand up and take notice in that as well is the mention of an interim interdict. They said that they want things to to happen quickly. They don't want to disrupt Scottish football, Mm -hmm. but they've said that they do reserve the right to, you know, apply for that interim interdict if they can, which is Mm -hmm. something that 
people across Scottish football will be praying doesn't happen because if the football doesn't start back at the earliest possible opportunity which at the moment is the 1st and 2nd Mm -hmm. of August in the Premiership you can feel that there would be even more sort of animosity and division than there already is yeah, I, again, I mean, if you if you have a, a interim interdict, then you know that just puts everyone on hold. And again, no one really knows what's happening. But initially, we think the season might start was it August eleventh? I think somewhere about there. Um, you know, but you know, certainly in August. So yeah, the f- know, first and second is first meant second to be the, the first Premiership weekend. So so if if it's if it's delayed again, you know, again, players that have just started training, you know, you're trying to build towards something. Oh, that gets um, put in hold, and and I don't think the rest of the clubs will be too happy about that. That's for sure. So you know there maybe have to be some compromise. Yeah, listen, there's not a lot of money um, in Scottish football. There's not a lot of money in Scottish the economy just now. But if some sort of financial compromise can be made, for me that would be the you know I'm not saying the the easiest solution, but I think it might be the one most likely um, to happen rather than go down this legal route and uh, the you know the interdict. 01419511025 on the phone lines. Thank you to Brian and Cumbernauld. Up next, Gordon is a Rangers fan in Thornley Bank. Gordon. Hi, how you doing? All right. Hi, Gordon. Right, I've got I've got a couple of points here. Uh, one that uh, Jim Duffy picked up on, saying that how would you organise having a Premier League with 13 teams if the Hearts were admitted back in? Well, just wondering. Uh, there's been a couple of court cases through Europe. Holland decided to call the league null and void and it was challenged and basically the league came back and won because it stood up, it's null and void, so there's no champions, no relegation. Uh, the two other ones is Holland, eh, sorry, Belgium and France where they did declare champions and relegation and now that's been thrown out as well because it's been said it's not lawful. So I'm just wondering why there would be 13 teams because you wouldn't need to have a champion in any of the divisions that would just be thrown out because it's not lawful you're, not, you're lawfully not allowing teams to uh, challenge for their place to remain a premiership or league two or whatever decider yeah. you know what I mean yeah. so I'm just wondering if it's unlawful why would it be lawful to continue giving out the titles mm-hmm. because it's basically as simple as that it's not lawful to relegate. Why would it be lawful uh, if you didn't allow the likes of the teams challenging for uh, uh, titles or whatever not to go on and continue? Yeah, I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from, uh, Gordon. You know, I think that uh, you know, obviously, yeah. e- each you know, e- each uh, association has their own rules for the start, and each country has has their own legal system. So they they can look at it, you know, from from you know, what, what depends on what's in the in the in their rules and regulations. And as I said, and, and obviously, the legal system can be, can be different. But I think that in, the, in the, the the Dutch one, I think that they declared. Champions League place, but you know they were. I think they were leveling points and all this kind of stuff. And uh, you know, I understand. As I said to you, if you could do each individual route, you know, of saying, well, is there no relegation? Is there no champions? Dundee United would stay in. Celtic would no longer be declared as champions. All these sort of things. I, I understand what you're saying, but you would have to take all those things. I think individually, this is a this is a, a from Hearts and Party. That's all they're they're taking as a direct. They're not looking at. 
you know, having a null and void season yeah, as they a state, they stated season. clearly in the joint statement <laughs> they, today that this is yeah. nothing about, you know, European yeah. places. Or yeah. t- they're, they're solely focused on their own yeah. individual their own, situations. Their, their own situation. They're, they're not looking at saying, that, well, we should cancel this season as a null and void. So, so their legal argument is, is totally different from, from those other clubs that um, you mentioned or those other leagues that you mentioned in, in uh, those countries. What, what, what are the other issues, though? Sorry? When you're looking at everything, one of the other issues, when you're looking at everything, uh, the league reconstruction, uh, that was thrown up in the air anyway. And I know you said 81% of teams voted, but 81% of teams voted because they didn't think there was going to be any financial implications on them with a the new TV deal coming in. However, Rangers had highlighted the fact that that build would happen. And it is happening, everybody's reading it now. So, all these teams have basically voted for a damp squib because they've been told something and what is actually happening isn't what they were told. They're now getting punished for their own decisions. So that then comes down to, way above my head, some sort of corporate governance and whatever, and that's when it goes to the court. Now, you can't tell me that any of the teams who are top of the league deserve their championship because they didn't win it in the time that was allocated for the 36 games for the lower leagues and the 38 games for the Premier League none of the teams deserve it so they haven't got a legal challenge to say well you're taking that title from us because they didn't win it but you obviously can challenge the teams who are pursuing a championship and the teams who are pursuing to get out of relegation zones so it's a legal minefield It's way above our heads Or whatever But I don't know how you can uh, Sit there and say Well I don't know how We would organise a 13 team It would be a 13 team It would be as simple as that well, it's no simple. If it was simple, it would be sorted out, Gordon. It's not what we were basically just saying is that they've already agreed that these things have happened. So we've already agreed and D United come up, hearts get relegated. So at this moment in time, there's twelve. Whether you agree with it or not is immaterial. The league has been decided. Celtic are champions, and hearts have been relegated, and Dundee United have been promoted. So there's twelve teams there. But Hearts are saying that they they're not looking for reconstruction. They're not looking, um, you know, for a to to, to stop. They they're just looking to get reinstated. So we're looking at it from a a a, prob, a a logical point of view. If they're just simply reinstated and everything else stays as it is, then there'd be thirteen. That's how we're looking at it. Listen, from a legal point of view, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I cannot go down the road, uh, down that road. I, I've, I've not got a clue. So you know, you know, f- f- you know, people who are a lot cleverer than me would have to dis- decide that. But that's not what Hearts are proposing. Hearts are just proposing a reinstatement to the top league. Well, thank you to Gordon in Thornabank, 01419511025. If you want to get involved, we can take more of your calls after the travel with Stephen. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West, 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I would lie and say we had an insightful debate during the break there, but we've actually just been watching Aston Villa against Sheffield United. So I, I think we're seeing a bit of a change in football as well here that we were talking about the fact that there was a water break in the middle of the half there which we've not really you know normally that's to do with the the temperature being too high but the players just seem to take a a minute out there to to have a water break and get on with it I noticed it in the Barcelona game last night as well yeah I'm not sure it's because they're just starting back again and maybe thinking you know they're not up to speed and just get the kind of you know get the fluids in uh, you know a little bit more I, I, I know but from a player's point of view 
I don't think players enjoy that. You know, I think that in the middle of the game, I, I, you know, unless it's stifling hot, you know, you don't want to have that break for a minute or two. Um, but you, you know, we were talking, Andrew. We think it may be becoming a wee bit more, uh, you know, commercialised the game. And you know, sometimes if they actually do stop it, I, I think you might end up finding if it, if that stays with us, you know, these adverts coming up on TV and stuff like that, because it gives advertisers a chance to to promote stuff. So it's not it's not for me. But um, listen, in the short term, I'm sure. There, well, obviously, there's a few a few things we'll just have to adjust to. Plenty to talk about in Scottish football as well So make sure you get involved at home 0141 951 1025 Gordon is a Celtic fan in Kilmacombe Gordon Good evening, how are you? How are you, Hi Gordon Good, thanks Gordon uh, I just just about this It's, like, it's as if I've got nothing else to talk about um, Obviously I'm phoning in so it's uh, But it's the Hearts thing again You know what I mean? It's I'm not a lawyer by any stretch of imaginations But they all voted to end the league And it was probably because They were short of money uh, that's probably why it finished earlier. Um, they all agreed that, um, and then uh, and then uh, when when they, they voted for the reconstruction, this, the was unanimous no. And I think I think she was quoted in the paper. Um, I can't remember the woman's name. Uh, yeah, she she says whatever the decision is, we'll stick by it. Well, obviously she hasn't. Um, and from what I understand is, I don't, I, I, I can't see it, it changing anything. She's not going to get reconstruction again. She's not going to get back into the league. She'll be obviously just wanting some compensation so that a judge or other company say, yeah, you were kind of unfairly treated. But the, the, the governor themselves, so if they, if they all vote and say, no, that's not happening, if you don't like it, then no. But so it's, it's not going to change anything apart from she might get an extra few bob. And okay, money's, money's a big part of it, but it's just making that a laughing stock. I've got a couple of friends down south and they're going, what, what are you on about now? It's like, for heaven's sake, you know what I mean? And the chap that was on before, my namesake before, it was talking about, Nobody won. Like they all voted for it, and that and Celtic's got it. That's that. So they they all decided that, and so I, I just think it's just a wasting a lot of time, wasting a lot of money, and they, they all know that, and they're talking about that it could maybe be three million pounds. Well, could it maybe have been? It might not have been. They might not have won another game, and they could have got relegated and whatever else. You, you know what I mean? So they can't they can't say a hundred percent one way, and neither can the other ones. But they all voted. They all agreed. They're part of the. Part of the group, but no, they're so I don't understand what no that could happen to anything. Then, so if you don't agree, we're just going to go and take you to court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they rule themselves, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, God, that's you know what I've been saying, you know, in the sense of that, you know, the, there's obviously a structure in place, uh, you know, voting structures. You know, clubs had votes. They've had several, several opportunities at the initial reconstruction, which when the the committee was set up with um, Anne Budge and, and, and Les Gray, and and, and they they put the first proposal there. It was turned down. Then there was a couple of other suggestions. I think there were feelers put out to see which one might be the best. And the 14, the 310s was the one that most people thought, well, that, that's the one that's likely to work. And that's the reason even Neil Doncaster said himself there's been enough suggestion that this could be of more of interest. They put that to the clubs and it was turned down. So, you know, for me, you know, that that's it. You know, d- done and dusted. Uh, you know, from Hart's point of view, there will be some sort of parachute payment in part of this, so I'm not, I'm not so sure of the lower leagues. Um, but, um, you know, they will get some sort of compensation. But again, the only way you could probably just, you know, Hart's, uh, you know, could maybe look at their, their gate receipts over the year and say, look, we're going to lose out in, you know, a million pounds or whatever it happens to be and look to get some sort of compensation. And that that is probably the best outcome I think might happen. But in the meantime, as you said, it's just dragging on and it doesn't put us in a good light. It just looks as if 
no matter what route we go down, there seems to be infighting constantly. We, we you know, we, we we really just want to. We'd start a fight in an empty house in Scottish football. We, we really would. Gordon, as a Celtic fan, you know, reading the statement out earlier, the clubs say that they haven't lodged a, a sort of motion to put an interim interdict on the season to delay it. Is that something that you worry about? If that is something that happens going forward, that you know, clubs might not be in action in the first week of August, like we're hoping. No, <laughs> listen. I, I've I've not worked for twelve, fourteen weeks. I'm trying to get money on my table for my family. Uh, I'm just about to renew my season. That was my second point I wanted to mention as well. But a quick, quick one about um, Jim's point was I've got a couple of friends that are jumbos, and there's a big hype about going in, back into this again. And I think the tickets are actually up compared to what it was last season. Mm. Um, so they're all kind of fired up about it. But no, I, I, I'm not that worried. These things are all. It just makes. And no disrespect to you guys, but it makes a wee show and, and we carry on until the football starts, you know what I mean? But there's more things in the, in the planet than this, you know what I mean? But and another quick point, if you don't mind me skipping on. Yeah, on you go. Celtic carry, and I'm not very happy about Celtic, the fact that I've got oh, half, my, half my mates are Celtic and half are Rangers. So uh, talking about the season ticket, I've got friends who have got a couple of kids, two or three kids, and there's talking four or five in the family. They've all to buy their season ticket and they're going to watch this one this one they're going to get these five whatever it is they're going to watch this one yeah, game and there's no compensation for them they can't say right because you've got five we'll do this do that if you don't want it all they're saying is now is if you don't want it give the four season tickets back you'll still be able to all watch the game and that's it but that's no fair so some of these families are paying two and a half grand I'm maybe paying well it's me and my son so somebody's maybe got one ticket 650 quid or somebody they're paying two and a half to watch the exact same television no unless they're going to somebody did put in Twitter maybe they're going to get you a free telly I don't know but <laughs> They seem to be very quiet about it. You know what I mean? I know they're going to spend a lot of money, and they've got a good, they've got a good BT, and a good, a good company going to look after it, which is great. But surely that we shouldn't be paying for that if we're already paying for the season tickets. No, I mean so, but they're never they're quite quiet about it. No, I mean I don't know. It's, yeah, I think we discussed this. We discussed this when we heard that I think a couple of weeks ago, um, Gordon. You know, I mean, I'd obviously mentioned the same as you had. You know, I mean that there's there's you know household one household might have three three you know a dad two kids whatever happens to be. Season tickets might whole families, you know. I mean, you know, mum, dad, two kids, and you know, they're all season ticket holders, and they do, uh, uh, you know, loyalty and love for the for the team. But then there's virtual, you know, um, t- you know, get season ticket is us calling it now. Uh, I just think that um, fans wanted to see it, uh, their teams, which was great, and I think from that point of view, it was brilliant. And again, they can they can, you know, sell sell the product, uh, which is good. But I don't, I just can't see. How they can charge the same amount of money, you know, and uh, you know, again, maybe they're hoping that this won't last too long, and therefore, you know, the season tickets will still be of use, you know, in a, in a few months' time towards the end of the year. I'm not really quite sure how that works, but I agree with you. That, you know, there has to be something, you know, maybe again with with suggestions that you know, maybe in some cup competitions in the future, you get free tickets or somewhere along the line. I think if the club came out with a message and says, look. For this season, you know, unprecedented uh, times, no fans in. This keeps the club healthy, keeps the club financially strong. If you can afford it, thanks very much. If you can't, then we we understand it. And for next season, we'll give you a 25% discount or something like that if you stay with us. And I think something like that would be would be a, you know, a fantastic... Um, you know, reward for supporters. Yeah, Kilmarnock have done something similar to what you suggest, Jim, in that their season ticket, they say, is valid for 19 home games actually getting into the stadium. So the games that you have to watch at home 
that game will actually carry over into next season. Next season so you'll yeah. get a discount into it. So yeah. so clubs are coming up with ways, but yeah. you know, we have had a few fans on from different clubs who aren't happy about the way that their clubs are dealing with it. But that's certainly one to watch with, you know, a month and a half to go whether the situation changes. But thank you very much to Gordon for that call. We'll stay on the phones because Bob is a Rangers fan in Fife. Bob? Hi there. Hi Bob. Hi. Um, I think you may have just uh, touched on one of the points I was going to make here, but uh, I think in effect the SPFL have backed themselves into the corner that we're trying to avoid. With the legal challenge now going ahead from Hearts and Partick Thistle, the SPFL have to decide whether they're going to contest this challenge or not. And if they do, they've got to fight it all the way. And no one knows how this will end up. And you mentioned earlier the possibility that if Hearts win, they'd be 13 in the league. If Hearts win, the likelihood is the whole decision-making process could be thrown out as illegal. So therefore, the bringing up of the United could be challenged, and indeed the award of titles could be challenged. So I don't think it's a route that the SPFL want to go down, or can even afford to go down, because if they do... It won't be it won't be congenial little discussions round the table. It will be bitter legal fights and possibly may not even see the start of our league. So I think at the end of the day they'll sit down, they'll work out a compensation package and hope that everything will go away. And that's about the only place they're now left is to pay out to try to get everyone to stop fighting. I mean, Bob. The, the the bottom line is we don't really know. I mean, you, you know, you're, you're surmising that uh, if if um, you know that the Hearts or Partick Thistle won this argument, that that would completely dismantle the whole you know voting structure, the whole structure of Scottish football. But we, we don't know that. I mean, we, it's impossible to say. Um, you know what would happen, and again, someone else would have to have a legal challenge to to you know to to do all these sort of things. But as as it stands at the moment, Hearts, as I said, are not looking to. Change, you know, the the the, the whole structure, the you know, football uh, there or Scottish football. They're looking just from their point of view and Patrick Thistle's point of view. They feel as if they've been unfairly treated, and they have been. You know, listen, there's no doubt about that. But unfortunately, because of the circumstances, listen, there are hundreds of companies, successful companies, in Scotland and all over the UK just now, who are on the brink of going out of business. Through no fault of their own. Absolutely, their workers have been great. They're making money, their profits. You look at massive details, uh, the hospitality industry, the airline industry. And, and thousands of people might lose their jobs through absolutely nothing to do with themselves. They've done everything in their power. And Hearts and Patrick Thistle are in a similar situation. Nothing to do with them. <laughs> it's just the, 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 you know, the, the government, you know, said, look, you can't play football. No, 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 you can't play no, no, football. It's not a government problem. This is a Scottish football problem. It's been created by Scottish football itself. It was voted on by the other clubs to penalise these clubs and these clubs only uh, by their decision. Now, I understand there's a, there's a wider problem with COVID. No problems about that. And I uh, hope everyone you know, recovers as best they can from it. But we're talking about a situation now. And I didn't say it will happen. I'm saying the potential could be for this to happen. And the question is, are the SPFL willing to take that chance? And I don't believe they can take that chance. I think they've got to find some kind of out-of-court settlement. Um, because if they go down this, um, this legal fight, then I don't think you'll see any football this season. I think it will turn into an absolute bitter struggle. 
you know, uh, because I think Hearts are in for the fight, and uh, maybe Thistle as well, depending on who's funding them. And there's no guarantee who'll win. And the only thing that'll happen if it goes to a legal fight is we'll all lose. Everybody. You know, the clubs, the fans, everyone will lose. Likelihood, we could lose TV contracts because of the bitter fight. They just step away from it. Bob, that's only if Hearts or Paddy Thistle won it. They might so get thrown out, Bob. It could get thrown yeah. out, and then that's it, done and dusted. <laughs> so it yeah. could get thrown yeah. out as well. And that's why I think the SPFL cannot take the chance of fighting this legally. I think they'll have to get round the table and come up with some way of a compensation package that will make this go away. Because if they go to the courts, then everyone's going to lose. And it might not go. They're, they're legal. They've got to take legal counsel as well. And their legal counsel might say, "Listen, we're, we're, we we win this. You know, this is a certainty. Take it to court. We'll win it." So that that's what legal counsel are there for. They counsel you. They give you advice. Obviously. Hearts and Partick Thistle have taken their advice. They think they've got a case. SPFL uh, legal counsel might think they they are so they might they might think oh, it depends on who's who's who believes in their stronger position. But either way, it, it's not good for the game. You know, obviously we're talking about it. We'd love to be talking about you know looking forward to the new season starting. But uh, you know, we, in, as I said in Scottish football, we tend to to you know want to want to have a you know start an argument when even if there isn't one. That's just the, the nature of us. Um, but for, again. None of us think this is fair, and and Hearts and Paddock Thistle have got to look at it from their perspective. But I, I agree. The one thing I do agree with, and a lot you've said, is I do think that there might be, have to be some financial compensation to these clubs. Well, thank you to Bob N Five. Lots more to talk about. We'll turn our attentions to when Rangers will be facing Bayer Leverkusen, and when Scotland will be taking on those Euro twenty twenty playoffs, a semi final, and hopefully a final. That's all coming after the travel with Stephen. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The Premier League football is back. We've got it on in the studio. A couple of Scotland players playing in John McGinn and Ollie McBurney, Aston Villa playing Sheffield United. And one of the weirdest things I think I've ever seen has happened in that break. It's only just back the football, but the controversy mm-hmm. hasn't stopped because it genuinely looked as if the Aston Villa goalkeeper carried the ball over the line mm-hmm. and he sort of leant back into the side netting and it looked as if his arm was in between the ball and the post yet somehow the goal line technology hasn't ruled that to be over that is a strange one yeah it's good to get about a football controversy uh, <laughs> Andrew and that will definitely be the talking point at half time it's not been the greatest of games obviously we don't have commentary you know we're speaking here but uh, so we're not quite sure of what's happened but you know, with the goal line technology, Michael uh, Oliver, the referee, immediately looked at his watch because the Sheffield United players were saying, Look, listen, that was over the line. And he basically pointed and says, no, I didn't get the uh, the buzz. So it wasn't, it was not a goal. But from what we saw, he looked as if he was actually holding it against the back of the post. Now, if it's not in, it's a coat of paint away from being in. So it'll be interesting to see when they do the kind of virtual check from it, um, you know, how it goes. You know, again, first game back, maybe they've got to look at the... Um, the technology but I'm also surprised that VAR didn't look at it again mm-hmm. so yeah about a football and controversy which we absolutely miss normally I would <laughs> trust the technology on that one but yeah. I'm quite interested to see mm. that one again at half time anyway lots to talk about no, no, in Scottish football what we really care about is Scottish football so here we are and we've actually got some some actual fixturing to talk about mm. I know it's not actual football but it's it's not legal cases and it's not reconstruction mm. so that's something uh, UEFA had a big executive committee meeting today to make decisions on a range of issues about their co- competitions and other things going forward and the outcomes will probably interest a lot of people because it covers a range of competitions the Europa League the Champions League qualifiers and Europa League qualifiers for next season mm. and Scotland's Euro 2020 hopes as well so 
Uh, we'll start with the first announcement, which is the Champions League and Europa League competitions from last season will be completed as many tournaments held in Portugal and Germany, respectively. Mm-hmm. Rangers obviously still to play the second leg of the Europa League tie with Bayer Leverkusen. That'll happen on either the 5th or 6th of August. So that's just a few days after the Premiership season is scheduled to start here. The venue is still to be confirmed, but I'd be surprised if it is anywhere else but Bayer Leverkusen Stadium. Because the Europa League is scheduled to happen, the mini-tournament in Germany, it would make sense for it to happen in their stadium at this point. Um, the quarterfinals and semi-finals will be one-legged affairs. Obviously, the finals like that anyway. Um, those stages all happening in Germany between the t- 10th and the 21st of August. I'm sure Rangers will just be glad to know that the Europa League is going ahead at this point and they've now got a, a date to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of those frustrating things. If we get back to this, kind of, would it be fair? Would it be not be fair? Obviously, the German football has been played, so they would have had a, you know, a quarter of the season or whatever it is that was left there played. So, you know, and, and, and you know, they've, they've got used to this, whereas Rangers would have had one game perhaps um, before this starts back again. But I think that you know the good thing is that again we're talking about football, talking about fixtures, and you know from from Rangers' point of view, listen, that's a monumental task to to overturn, um, you know the the the, the score line and, and go to Leverkusen uh, and get the result. But it's something I think the players will really look forward to, and it'll be kind of strange because you can almost you know like, almost like in two tournaments in the one season, you know, finishing off one and then. Within a couple of weeks, looking looking towards the next one. Oh no, I've been trying to wrap my head around it all day. <laughs> just the actual fix. I'm glad I'm not the one that's having to do the yeah. scheduling of it all. But one thing that sort of I flagged up straight away. I was thinking Rangers. You know, this is a, obviously a massive game for them. They'll only have one competitive game yeah. before going into this game. But then it made me think. Right. Well, the German league is on at the moment, mm-hmm. so they're obviously going to have to have a, a summer break mm-hmm. of sorts, and they're going to have to start back. The German league actually isn't scheduled to kick off next season. Mm-hmm. Until the 11th of September mm-hmm. So that could potentially help Rangers If Bayer Leverkusen are having to come back For yeah. pre-season early They mm-hmm. won't have kicked the ball competitively Because they had this mm-hmm. They've ended this season at the moment So Rangers will have gone through a full pre-season They'll only have had one competitive game But they might actually be ahead of the curve In terms of what Bayer Leverkusen are at Yeah, I mean again possibly You know, with fitness wise But you know, we know that uh, You know, the, the top clubs in Bayer Leverkusen Are a top club you know, they'll be totally prepared, you know, physically, mentally, and, and you know, they'll do everything to make sure. I mean, we've just saw that with the German football being the, you know, the, the first the first uh, major league to get back playing again, you know, uh, you know, you, and, and showing the way for everyone else to follow. So I don't think that, uh, you know, there'll be, you know, a, a disadvantage really for Leverkusen. But from Rangers' point of view, it'd just be great. I think it's a, it's a brilliant, you know, match to look forward to in terms of, you know, players playing against that that quality of opposition because it gets you up to speed very quickly for the domestic challenge. And obviously, everyone knows how massive a season is going to be um, ahead. And we talked about how it's going to be a hectic schedule because you look ahead to the qualifiers next season. They all sort of kick off in, in late August. But if I actually go through what the qualifiers will look like, because obviously that um, affects Celtic, Rangers, Motherwell, Aberdeen. So the Champions League... Um, and Europa League qualifying rounds will all be played over just one leg, mm-hmm. which is quite interesting, apart from the Champions League playoff round, which stays at two legs. Um, but that's obviously just trying to fit everything in. At this point, Celtic will enter the first qualifying of round of the Champions League. That'll be on the 18th or 19th of August. And then the, the rounds sort of go almost on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. After that, the group stage due to start on October the 20th. Motherwell and Aberdeen will enter the first Europa League qualifying round on the 27th of August Rangers will then enter 
on the second qualifying round on the 17th of September. Uh, the subsequent two rounds are following fortnight. Um, but I find that interesting. The fact that it's going to be, you know, one-legged ties, that it's not done on seeding either. It's done on just a complete draw. So it's your luck right. of the draw, whether you're at home or not for that one right. game, which you can spin it both ways. Mm-hmm. But really, a lot of it will just come down to your luck. Yeah, I mean, it was something I was going to ask you, but obviously you've clarified it again. I suppose it would depend if by that stage in September, we still don't think there'll be fans in. So therefore, you know, it's maybe not as much of an impact going away if, if you're drawn away uh, than it would have been if it was a, a packed stadium. Well, I suppose if it would have been stadiums and, and they're doing allowed fans, they would have made it a two-legged affair. So I'm, I'm presuming it's still going to be closed door. So therefore, it's yeah, it's still a disadvantage because you've still got to travel, you've still got to prepare. Um, home advantage obviously psychologically but it's not maybe as as difficult and again that's the same for for teams coming to to Scotland I mean obviously we we look at Manuel and Aberdeen and hopefully they can continue but if if, if Rangers and Celtic are normally in front of 50-60,000 people that can be an intimidating atmosphere but if other teams come there they they might be a bit more relaxed as well so yeah I mean it's it's something I think we have to do as I said you know know, several times uh, um, Andrew, you know, th- these are circumstances we just have to deal with for the moment until the turn of the year, I think, and then and then reevaluate it all. Well, UEFA also looked at the Euro 2020 playoffs and international competitions. Scotland will host Israel on the international break, which is starting on the 8th of October. Yeah. If Scotland win that, then they will play the winner of Serbia against uh, Norway, mm-hmm. and that will be on the international break starting November the 12th so it's good to have those dates set in but it is very confusing as well because the new Nations League tournament actually starts while this one is still to be completed (laughs) so Scotland in that first international break will actually play against um, Israel and also have two other Nations League games so there'll be a lot of international action as well in the second half of this year yeah, well, Stevie Clark will be absolutely delighted. I mean, the, you know, the, the national managers are always always get a bit frustrated because the games are so spaced out, and you know, the the you know they don't have a lot of time to work with the players. But if he can get a positive result in the first game against Israel, then you know that that definitely would lift the you know the the atmosphere and you know of 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 the obviously supporters not in the stadium but around the country and that belief would would definitely uh, you know be be better getting into those others. Nation games and then the second game against either Norway or was it Serbia? Norway or Serbia, yeah. yeah. So therefore, that would give us, you know, you know, a bit of hopefully a bit of momentum. And but you know, we've won the last, we've not, we've not lost in the last three games. So therefore, I think that those type of games in succession or in a relatively short period of time, I think, will be very welcome for Stevie Clark. And it'll be interesting as well because obviously we don't know whether there will be fans or not. It'd be nice mm-hmm. to have fans at the game mm-hmm. at Hamden, but you know, it might work on the flip side that if we play Norway or Serbia away, it might be nice not to have any fans there because it could eradicate that uh, home advantage that would maybe give Scotland a bit of an advantage of their own but that is all for tonight thank you very much for all your calls Alison Conroy will be in the hot seat tomorrow night and make sure you stay tuned because Callum Gallagher is up next